of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. It is 2100 Eastern Time. You know what that means. The virtual Green Dragon Tavern on the air is open for business. Drinks are, you call it. And I, of course, am your bartender extraordinaire. Coming at you live from the virtual Green Dragon Tavern located in the Gorilla Camp. Deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina. And it's really good to be with all of you this evening uh had a wonderful wonderful day on my end got a podcast knocked out kind of an impromptu podcast uh as some people probably no doubt heard the audio quality on that one was a little interesting uh we were in the classroom brian morris uh, master sergeant brian morris retired from United States Special Forces, is a neighbor of mine, and he has written, uh, he's he's literally like, no shit, a neighbor of mine, uh, didn't even know, uh, didn't even know, and then got him, got him on the podcast, he reached out, wanted to be on the podcast uh, about a month, two months ago, and uh, got him on the air then, and we got to talking, and it was like, man, you're really close to me, and uh, so we put aside a day to where we could link up, hang out on the range, of course, uh, for the Twitter followers out there, handle at Brushbeater, uh, NC Scout on there. You've no doubt seen some of the photos, the uh, improvements to the range road, a lot of the uh, water damage that happened, the flood damage, everything else, you know, kind of getting down there is a challenge. Uh, to the range because I do live in very hilly terrain as everybody who's been in the scout course can certainly attest uh, and probably their feet, ankles, knees, and back is aching just a little bit at the thought of some of those hills because they, they're pretty rough. Um, and I was taking them all around and we were checking the place out and was you know running through the, the POI of everything and he was just like, man, the first thing that he said when we got down there, he goes, this could be a drop zone. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, it, it absolutely could. And you could you could see it's just like some of that devious, you know, like, man, we, we could we could really do some cool shit. And so I was talking him through the uh, raid on the LZ that you guys do on the third day of the scout course. And then in turn, the night raid that you do during the recce course. Um, and how cool that is. And, and we, we just had a hell of a time, 
uh, today. It, it was it, it it was a really awesome day. Um, got that podcast knocked out, and I had so much fun, so much fun, and he did too. And uh, I tell you, you know, we <sighs> expect some good things in the future. Uh, I'm grinning from ear to ear. Expect some really cool stuff in the near future. Uh, while while that podcast was going on and uh, got that posted up, we were, of course, semi-off-grid uh, there in the classroom, as a lot of people know. And, um, you know, service is kind of spotty and intermittent there. And, you know, unless I've got Starlink up and rolling, uh, we don't really have the Internet service there. But um, anyway, anyway, during that time while we were on the air, President Biden, President Biden has put out a statement saying the selected reserve and certain members of the individual ready reserve of the armed forces to active duty. And um, this uh, came to my attention by way of uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the, the man behind tactical wisdom. Mr. Joe Dolio, who is first in the shoot tonight. Uh, but first, I, I want to read this order. I want to read this order and I want to explain some things for uh, the non-militaries people who, who maybe aren't necessarily read on to, to military speak and don't really understand why this is, um, this is really significant. And I, I also want to dispel a lot of the the bullshit you know the uh oh there this martial law you know because there, there's always going to be those types out there too the disinformation um you know the ones that see a couple of armored vehicles driving around for you know the the two-week annual training uh that national guard and reserve does and says oh it's martial law like no 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 um you know and and that those those rumors are no doubt going to fly with this. And that is, that's not what's happening here. Uh, this is, this is a, a different animal and something that's far more concerning than that. Okay. Uh, so right off the top, this is coming from the briefing room uh, per, under presidential actions by the authority vested in me as president of the constitution uh, or as president by the constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including sections 121 and 12304 of Title 10, United States Code, I hereby determine that it is necessary to augment the active forces of the United States for effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve in and around the United States European Command's area of responsibility. In furtherance of this operation under stated authority, I hereby authorize the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security with respect to the Coast Guard when it is not operating as a service in the Navy under their respective jurisdictions to order active duty any units and any individual members not assigned to a unit organized to serve as a unit of the selected reserve or any member of the individual ready reserve mobilization category and designated as essential under regulations prescribed by secretary by the secretary concerned not to exceed 3000 total members at any one time of whom not more than 450 may be members of the individual ready reserve as they deem necessary and to terminate the service of those units and members ordered to active duty all right 
Uh, and then finally, it's, uh, you know, just kind of the catch-all phrase of, of what's going on there. Um, so, let's let's dive into this one. Let's talk about this. Uh, what it is and what it isn't doing. So, it is a legal order that is defining an area of responsibility for the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security. Um, that is Operation Atlantic Resolve. That is regarding the Baltic states. Um, I'm going to have to dig a little bit deeper into this one, but but I know that, that the Baltic states are involved in this, and we're going to see where it is extending. Uh, those 450 that it is naming here, it is very likely to me, in, in my estimation, that they're recalling to duty to backfill the uh, technical specialties that they don't have the manpower for uh, to be able to supplement that. Um, you know, the, the morale is very low in the ranks. Uh, the COVID vaccination refusals uh, decimated the ranks. The fact that guys are just not putting up with the, the woke Department of Defense um, and, and have been retiring a lot of the GWAT guys, a lot of my contemporaries and, um, you know, Brian and I were, were having that conversation earlier today. Uh, we were reflecting a little bit on some of that. Um, it, it's, it's a very disturbing state of affairs. Uh, and they're having to do this because they do not have personnel in my estimation. I don't know if that's exactly the case, but that is what I am deducing from it. That's how I'm interpreting this. Um, and if, if people are welcome to disagree, agree, you know, whatever, um, give a different opinion and, and Hey, I'm all ears. Uh, but what I'll say is this also to go along with it, to caveat that this is an indicator of a very severe problem right now in the ranks. And the problem is with the leadership. This is the elephant in the room that nobody is willing to address. And, and it's military leadership. It is leadership within the Department of Defense. It is leadership within Department of Homeland Security. It is leadership all the way up to the White House. They have absolutely wrecked their credibility and their reputation, not just internationally, not just abroad, but here at home as well. And we're finding ourselves now reaping the reward of which they have sown. Um, with, with that said, it, it's, it's a very sad state of affairs, but it also needs to be said. Um, my, my personal thought on this is that, you know, when, when they say, hey, white boy, we don't want you here. Um, you know, hey, uh, male toxic masculinity, we don't want you here. And Jenny has two mommies. Well, you know, I'm very specific when I'm saying that when you look at the, these recruiting ads and you look at the outward message that they're putting out, every combat arms unit that I served in was primarily, you know, definitely full of toxic masculinity. I mean, it's like it's like a football team. It's like a wrestling team. It's like a baseball team. That's, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, basketball team. We, you pick, pick an alpha male sport. That is what you are. You, you are the outgrowth of that. And, and when you look around the room in any combat arms unit, I'm talking uh, armor, cav, artillery, certainly infantry, your special operations side, um, you know, your, your real pipe hitters. 
these these are not guys that are going to put up with the contemporary climate that's created. And I'm sorry, that's a fact. Okay, it's a fact. The facts do not support your feelings. I don't give a shit. And this podcast, I'll say what I want, right? It's not denigrating anybody. It's pointing out a fact. Okay, those those are your war fighters, all right? And when you say that toxic masculinity and and um, you know all of this stuff, right? That, that they're trying to push out the people who are your real war fighters. Not gonna, they're not going to put up with that. They're not going to be there anymore. They don't. They don't. They, this is not an environment for them. And who are you left with? Who are you left with? Now, further, let, let's let's exacerbate the situation a little bit. All right. What are they fighting for? This this is all bullshit, right? We we see Ukraine for what it is. This is this is a grift. This is nothing more than a grift. That's all this is. If you look at the people who are cheerleading the war in Ukraine and cheerleading this nonsense, they aren't your frontline dick hard trigger pullers. They're not your guys who who are out there who who no. The NAFO crowd? Oh hell no. No. Uh, these people are clowns. It's, it's a clown show. The Malcolm Nances of the world, the Adam Kinzingers of the world. This is a clown show, right? Nobody wants that, and nobody wants to fight for this. Last, last thing that I'm going to say before I turn it over to my esteemed uh, co-hosts in here is what the hell are they fighting for here at home? we got a southern border that's wide open. Ain't nobody protecting it. It's being flooded with military-age males. Nobody's doing anything about it, all right? We have a completely lawless administration that doesn't care. They don't even care. They're beyond caring what we think, right? They're beyond caring what we think. That's very obvious. The testimony of Christopher Ray is very obvious that they do not care. The fact that they have outright run cover for all of the misgivings of the Bidens at this point, it is readily apparent what's going on. And who the hell wants to fight for that? Who the hell wants to fight for that? Not this guy. Not this guy and not anybody around me. You know, and if, and if you are listening to this podcast and you're currently serving, you're in, well, God bless you. First of all, God bless you. I wish you well. But... You need to really think long and hard about this because what they're doing right now, I believe personally, is, is my personal constitution, that it is immoral and it is wrong. Um, and that's that. That is that. We got way too many problems here at home that need solving. Right? Anyway, with that said, first in the shoot, the man who has been following this story and a few of these stories very closely uh, today. And, uh, we, you know, I, I'll be blunt, man. I've been getting my updates from you checking in when, when I've popped up for air, but the man behind tactical wisdom volumes one through four, and I, I have it on good authority. Volume five will be coming out here real soon. Mr. Joe Dolio. Are, are you there? Joe, you're lighting up, but you got no audio. No audio. It's not me. I didn't have the mute button push. <laughs> oh, that doesn't happen to me. Uh, but anyway, uh, I I did get a uh, get a chapter written today, so that's a good thing. Uh, and 
what really tripped my alarm bells on this is, you know, we activate reserve units all the time, but it was at 450 IRR people. That's that's a big chunk of them, and we almost yeah. never do that. I think the last time we did was the surge, uh, and that was for very specific people with, with, with MOSs we needed that don't have reserve units. So for those who don't understand how that works, there's the there's the reserve where you know you go to an infantry or an armor unit or a motor T unit, and you serve out your, your remaining years in the reserves. The individual individual ready reserve is generally those people in highly skilled MOSs that there's no reserve unit for. So you just go home and you maintain your 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 readiness and your gear, and they could call you. Um, so it's really unusual to be pulling up that many of them, and everyone keeps telling me, ah, it's only three thousand people. Well, this is the first round. That's what you know about, right? And the fact that, that we're specifically saying it's for Atlantic Resolve, which is our response to the Russian invasion at this point, yeah, uh, yeah really ought to ring your bells too and have you thinking about what's really going on. So especially given the fact that Joe Biden literally just walked out of a NATO meeting and is now meeting with the Nordic countries. So uh it's a it's a big deal, and uh, I think you should really pay attention to it. Uh, on a completely unrelated note, I'm filing down magazines today because I'm going to tell you all this. Uh, get out and train with your gear and use it all. Uh, as as yes. Matt pointed out at the class this weekend, there are there's no such thing as a go-to-war mag and a training mag. And you need yeah. to make sure everything works perfectly. And we had some failures with my gear because of some, uh, some magazines I hadn't tried out yet. So, yeah. Well, dude, that that's a a big point. Not to go down the rabbit hole on AKs, but you were running an AK in class. You're very very talented with the Kalashnikov. Um, I, I would say your skill with the Kalashnikov is is higher than average. Um, but the the one caveat to the AK, there's actually a couple. Um, the first one is the safety. So the a lot of people think that safety on an AK is cludgy and hard to manipulate and whatever and no it's it's not you not just, really when you learn it yep <laughs> yeah you, you just they, there's something you gotta do like uh on the palmetto state guns the arsenal guns uh some of your your uh, better ak's that are out there um the safety is is in is is in spec and it's it's the proper uh it's assembled properly on the romanian guns um I don't necessarily want to say they're out of spec, but the uh, every Romanian gun I've ever used, unless it had like a billion rounds through it, like the the PM nineties that we had in Afghanistan, uh, which uh, stateside you know we know of as the Draco, um, but those the, the Afghan border police had those, and they had the uh, uh, AMD sixty five, of course, which I was talking with Brian earlier today about those. The safeties on those are. are pretty easy to to uh, sweep with your two fingers so you use your you, when you're manipulating it you use your your uh, trigger finger and your middle finger to sweep the mag or sweep the uh, safety lever rather down for for fire and of course you know back up when you're putting it on safe and it's pretty quick to manipulate it that way and if you know you're you're left-handed then you do that with your thumb of your right hand by cupping the magazine and you you, you know you do it like that um, but 
that that's the first thing. Like if if the the safety's real tight, you know, you need to bend that out a little bit. Maybe throw a little heat on it and, and bend it out a little bit so there's not as much friction. The other thing you need to do though is make sure all your mags actually fit into your mag well. Um, and I don't mean like oh, okay they they lock up and they're good to go. No, it's it, so like they. Depending on the country of manufacture of your magazine, the, the lip in the front is going to be, you know, some of them are a little fatter than others. And you have to actually fit that to the front trunnion of the magazine well, right? The, the inside the magazine well, you have the front trunnion and that's where the, the uh, uh, barrel and the locking lug for the barrel is seated and, and that's where it goes on the AK. Well, you know, you, you don't want to be filing metal off of the front trunnion because that's, you know, we don't want to mess with the front trunnion. Once it's set, it's set. It's the magazine that, that you, you file some metal off of, right? You, you fit the magazine to the weapon, not the weapon to the magazine. And, um, you, you know, you had a couple that, that were sticky and, uh, you know, the polymer mags are typically a little sticky the first, you know, 50 or so times you run them. And, and you're going to see it, too. Like when you look at the metal on the magazine, you're going to see where it's making contact. Um, you know, when you're doing those mag change drills, you're going to see where it's making contact inside of that front trunnion in the magazine well. And that's where you need to maybe like smooth it out with a round file a little bit. Uh, don't use a Dremel because Dremels, you end up removing too much metal and, and then it won't fit right at all. Uh, round file, definitely round file, a little bit at a time, sip a beer while you're doing it and just, just fit that magazine just a little bit at the time, massage those lips, you know, and then you're good to go. Um, you have to do the same thing. Any of the uh, precision rifle shooters uh, that, that might be listening to this, you got to do the same thing with the Metal Accuracy International mags. More often than not, you have to massage them and fit them to the gun a little bit. Uh, it's it's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. So yeah, and and every every class that I have AKs, I always have to point that out because guys will will get hung up and it's like their mag changes are super smooth and and the technique's perfect. They just can't seat that mag because it's that front lip is just not. Uh, it's kind of some friction, you know. We all know how bad friction on the front lip can be. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> At least there's no teeth involved. You know? No teeth. No teeth. But uh, all in all, it was a good class. Uh, had a good time right up until uh, we were almost swept away in a torrential downpour yeah. and a flood. The hurricane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, I want to point that out, too. Um, so the last, the last quarter of the last day. So, you know, it's, it's literally like... When we were getting into uh, shooting around barricades and and then obviously team movement, we literally had a hurricaneta come, and and that's a technical term in, in this part of North Carolina. Hurricaneta, it's a hurricane and a tornado together. Uh, but we we seriously we had so much rain that you could not see a hundred meters in front of the truck, and the field was flooding, and that hill getting out of there was dangerous, and so. Uh, getting down it was even more dangerous. So we, we had to, um, unfortunately, we had to close class earlier than I wanted to because I didn't satisfy all the training goals. You know, the students know we came up with another weekend, uh, last day of September, first day of October. 
we're doing the fighting carbine course again. And so any of the students in that class, they know that, that they're welcome to come back and, and we're just going to do the whole class again. But I also opened it up to um, more people out there because not everybody's going to be able to make it back. And I, I, I get that, man. And a lot of people are like, nah, man, it, it's cool. We, you know, we, we learned a lot and, and that's cool. But to me, the training is, is what's most important. Um, so, you know, hey, we, we didn't get everything done. So it, it's an open invitation for all those guys to come back and we're going to be training again running them guns again, but it's also opened up to anybody else who wanted to jump in on the class. Cause that class filled up very quick. And when it filled up very quick, there were several other people that were trying to get in there and were looking for a wait list and everything. And I, I don't really do wait lists. I'm not, I don't really like that. Uh, so it's on the calendar and I'm sure it's going to fill up real fast. I've already had two new people sign up. Um, so I'm pretty sure this one's going to fill up real quick. So if you're wanting to get in on it, fighting carbine, uh, AK, AR, a lot of fun stuff in the class, you, you know, hopefully you're going to be learning a lot. I know I really enjoy teaching it and it's not going to be as hot. Uh, it's, it's late September. It's not going to be as hot. Uh, so you won't be down there with 105 degree heat indexes and, um, suffering, It was a good time. Um, I, I we do have to maybe get Amy to make a phone call to uh, to Allison here and convince her that it's okay if I come down there again because I might <laughs> might have a little bit of a rash. <laughs> You're allergic to fescue. That's what it is. Something down in that field, man. It's fescue. Uh, that's yeah. that's uh, Kentucky tall fescue down there, and and that's what that is. So. You're not the only one that's allergic to it, man. Like every year when we'd get up hay, that first time that it, that I'd get up hay, I would break out just like that. That's how I know what that is. And yeah. um, it's rough, man. It burns. That's like that's a, it's a burning itch. Like it's it. Contact dermatitis from fescue is is pretty. It's pretty awful, man. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> That's all right, though. We fought through it. We're going to continue to. Damn right. Damn right. So working our way down the list, speaking of, of damn right, working our way through it, Mr. Johnny Paratrooper. <laughs> yeah, speaking of weird rashes in the field, Mr. Johnny Paratrooper. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, um, you got a little bit of an audio issue. You're like You're like going in and out. It's like your volume goes up and it goes down. Uh, yeah. Is it good now? There you are. Yeah, you good now? Okay, maybe. Uh, I'm I'm out in the country, country. Um, I only have uh LTE right now, so it's a little little rough. Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm doing good, man. Stood in the sun all day long, doing um. Mm. out in the sun is that is that it is that all you got you said so you said earlier that you knew why the 450 individual ready reserve guys are getting called back up and this this isn't something that's happened since the iraq surge um so share with us, share with us your insider's perspective on all this. 
I no, I don't have an insider perspective, but I do think they've lost a lot of um combat experience in the U.S. military, and I uh I mean maybe they're just calling up like guys that understand Soviet radar systems, you know, or maybe they're calling up guys that know how to maintain, you know, F-16 radar systems, like the old school ones, like the one, not the ones we, you know, don't sell to people, but the ones we do sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's, that's probably what it is. And, you know, the, uh, I know one time my friend got called up, I saw something about how people got recalled to make the electrical, wire harnesses for the stinger missile i don't know if it was for the missile itself or for the targeting system or maybe a part on the system but they didn't have anybody that knew how to make them anymore uh the last couple dudes retired you know um and uh that's a one fault of an aging society is one day you wake up and you don't have any experience um and the clock's ticking because like if you retire when you're 65, like by, I think I remember statistics saying by like 73 or something, you've had um, actually some pretty uh, significant um, mental uh, like decline. Um, you might not understand it yet, or your family might not have noticed yet, but it's, you know, it's on its way. Uh, so you got to get those people back as soon as possible. So this could just be like, um, a timing thing because we do have in the next 20 years there are 25 percent of the country is getting ready to retire or and or pass away is is a statistic i remember reading and so that means people are going to get promoted um and move, move into other jobs but there's also going to be a huge loss of, of of the knowledge and especially the secret shit you can't just look up on the internet um and you also can't just like email it to somebody either uh so that's a, that's a consideration um but but we also are short combat veterans i mean we we really don't have that man i mean if, like if you drove past a company of infantry guys right now i mean how many of them have combat experience what maybe maybe like four or five of them uh, a couple of the platoon sergeants maybe i don't know if there'd be any like weapons squad leaders right now that that would have a patch i mean how you i mean you'd be getting your weapon squad leader maybe with like 12 years in i mean that wouldn't be the greatest weapon squad leader to have perhaps but um you know maybe you got stuck in a training unit or something uh for a little while um you know yeah. needs to rotate time out but anyway i think we're going to have uh i i think we're going to see people called up that know how to use and repair the tow missile system really well i think we're gonna and and there will be like a confidence issue with it too because who wants to listen to somebody with no combat patch on their shoulder give the class um if you're going to send people to war like don't you want a guy that's actually used the system and knows how to maintain it in the field versus you know the the pencil pusher that went to the class because he was a supply sergeant you know um yeah i mean it I, but i don't know but i think it's the stinger missile guys my friend got recalled not uh not to make stinger missile wire harnesses but um 
some sort of old school M1 Abrams wire harness uh, that they had excluded some considerations in the original designs for, and they just decided to make a new run of them. And then they auctioned off like an upgraded package at a discount. And I think I remember seeing like Singapore bought them or something. Uh, and then we did sell uh, um, some other stuff. There's also like a few aircraft or um, like legacy aircraft. Uh, my team leader in Iraq was a P3 uh, mechanic. But I'm sure there's some electronics on a P3 that, you know, you don't meet people too often that have those skills. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, but I think it, I think it's probably going to be combat training guys. And I think they've uh, called up like first sergeants and sergeant majors or guys that probably would have been going into um, like sergeant major stuff. And uh, and uh, but it decided to retire um, maybe a couple years early. And the, uh, they need to build the leadership first, and then they'll start drawing up more people to fill the ranks. Uh, anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think? So um, there's really only one thing. I mean, I don't disagree with you. There's really only one thing that I'm taking a minor issue with. Um, talking about the actual, like, tow missiles and stingers. Um I don't know how many of those guys that, that they would be able to recall because IRR individual ready reserve is eight years, right? So when you enlist and, and guys that only did one enlistment and got out, will will vaguely probably remember this. Uh, when you get out, when you ETS, right. Or EAS in, in the Marine Corps, uh, ETS expired uh, time service or in time service, um, in the Marine Corps, it's end of active service, but you're getting out, right? You're, you're leaving active duty. You have uh, whatever is left. So like the minimum enlistment in the Army for a lot of MOSs out there, like the non-super technical ones, is three years. Uh, in the Marine Corps, is four years. All right. Everything, the minimum enlistment is four years. So in the army, a lot of the, you, your non-technical side stuff is three years, or at least it used to be. It, it may have changed. I don't know. All right. I'm just speaking oh, so for. Do they only for, call up IRR guys? Yes. They only That's it. called IRR guys. Yep. Oh, and, I did and not so. Okay. Yeah. I did yeah. So what, what we're talking about here is they have guys who are still within that eight year window because when you enlist, you think that your enlistment is for a specific amount of time on active duty. And it is right. It is, but you have eight years, right? When, when you raise your hand and sign on the dotted line, sign, sign your life away, right? To uncle Sam, you have eight years and you can, they, there are ways to get around that. If you enlist again, then, you know, you're, you're getting out of that. So on your second enlistment and I, you know, obviously once you go in depth, you become a career soldier, you know, you, you're no longer eligible for IRR unless, uh, there is caveats to that too. If you are a critical skill and if you are an officer, if you are an officer, you can be recalled. All right. So what I'm thinking is, and it's it's me knowing that 
um, and have having talked to a lot of people with, you know, that fall into both of those categories, um, they are at a critical shortage of a lot of skills. As far as uh, construction and wartime material production, you don't want soldiers doing that. They ain't, they ain't going to be doing that. Raytheon's doing that. Like that's uh, the systems maintainers and everything. They, they're working for Raytheon and it would be really, st- or general dynamics or, you know, whatever. Um, one of, one of the MIC companies, but it, you ain't putting those guys back into uniform because they ain't going to do a job worth a shit when they're in uniform. They're getting paid the big bucks working for the military industrial complex. You ain't putting them in uniform because you, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to work for you. Um, so nah, they're not doing that. Uh, we will see though. We, we're, we're going to see what I think it is. I think it's Patriot missile system, uh, operators. I think that that's, they're definitely bringing that back because they still have those weapon systems. Uh, high, they haven't been using those like crazy high Mars. We're pretty much black on those. Um, but I know for a fact that that will be the, those it, it's, there ain't too much of a, a skill gap there between uh, running a high Mars system and running a Patriot missile battery. Like the, the obviously, yes, I do know that there is a difference, um, but the skill gap one can file in on the other with minimal train up time because uh, they're similar enough in operation. Uh, so I think that, that a lot of those guys are, are going to get recalled to duty. I also think. Probably your, uh, probably your your uh, maintenance crews for rotary wing and fixed wing that are still in their IRR window, you're going to be seeing those guys get called up too, because this isn't exclusive to the Army or the Marine Corps. By the way, this is all the services to include the Coast Guard, and the, one of the Coast Guard's most valuable, uh, two most valuable uh, assets in that theater, because they're part of that theater. By the way is the Aegis guidance system that's on the cutters. Uh, they, you know, they, they know how to operate those because the Coast Guard cutter and a destroyer have a lot of crossover, uh, Navy destroyer have a lot of crossover uh, systems on board. So that um, and maintaining and loading uh, rotary wing and fixed wing uh, so, you know, m- loading munitions on aircraft, a lot of those are, are critical skills. And right now, um, kind of looking at the macro view, this is something that uh, was floating around Twitter about a month ago that the Air Force is downsizing its JTAC numbers like it, it's it's reducing those. And I think that this is reflective of um the fact that they're not getting enough guys to actually be the the bomb loaders and the aircraft maintenance guys, and they, they're not getting enough people doing that because everybody that that's already you know a, a very strong, technically skilled people are wanting to go do the cool guy JTAC stuff, and it's like, hey, you know, yeah, that that is really cool, but we really need you doing this stuff too. We don't have enough people doing this and we, we really, we were critically short in these areas. And when you talk about like, you know, they, they were booting people left and right for vaccine refusals. And now they've learned that's all bullshit. Uh, as we knew all along, we knew all along, right? We knew all along, this is bullshit. And now they, they're, they're looking back at this and they're like, Oh fuck. Like we just, we, we, we shit canned our real fighting force, man. 
and I'm not talking about just your, you know, your trigger pullers and, and I'm talking about everybody, it, you know, because it's, it, it's your, your, your trigger pullers and, you know, your, your guys that, that are up on the recruiting posters and whatnot, like that makes up a very, very tiny little sliver of, of what the military actually does. And you need every other piece of that pie, right? Or that little dude who is the the sliver there, he ain't gonna make it very long. Um, that that's just a fact. So uh, yeah, I, I think that this, yeah. this now. I also want to clarify. I think that that this this four hundred and fifty that are getting recalled at first. This is the beginning. There's gonna be more. Uh, I think that there's gonna be a healthy number of officers that are that are getting recalled to duty too we're gonna see we'll, we'll see and and i hope i'm wrong about all this i hope i'm wrong about everything i hope it's a big nothing burger and whatever um but i don't know man so you think it's relatively benign stuff and they just slapped the atlantic resolve sticker on it no i don't think it's benign at all okay it, it's, it's not benign at all it, it's they, that that's not what i mean I'm just saying it's it's going to be guys who have been trained up on you. I'm not saying you were entirely wrong at all, by the way. I think I think you're real close to being correct. It's just some of the systems are, are a little little out of date, um, but they, they're going to be bringing those guys in to work on these systems specifically because that's what they need. And um, a lot of the dudes in, in Ukraine that were being tasked out to do that stuff, Dude, they got zapped. I mean, the you know, Patriot missile batteries, dudes, them dudes are toast. And they didn't the, they didn't last really? very long. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Dude, they, there's there's all sorts of footage floating around about that. Patriot missile batteries getting hammered. Um it has a lot to do with, you know, like what what I do in the signals intelligence course and what Madman's gonna be doing. Uh, you know, here in, in just a couple of weeks uh, when he's teaching tactical signals exploitation in my place, it's um, it, it's literally you, you are targeting a signal. And when, you know, Patriots are launching, they have a signal that they're sending out to you. They have a pretty, pretty strong electronic signature. That, that's the whole thing about combined arms maneuver, too, is that combined arms maneuver is all the pieces on the chessboard. Right. You're moving everything like there's no singular piece that does all the things you have to. They all have to work interdependently on one another uh, all the way down to, you know, your individual infantry unit all the way up to, you know, your your armor and your aircraft. Everything is interdependent on one another. And in Ukraine, there hasn't even been any real strategy that's been exhibited. They're just, it's just what I've been saying the entire time. They, the, the people that are prosecuting this war have no fucking clue what they're doing. Uh, and, and the people from NATO that are watching this from afar, they're the guiding hand of us. They don't have any fucking clue what they're doing either. These are the same people that, that lost in Afghanistan, that lost in Iraq. There's no accountability for any of this. And they, they're, they're stuck in this thought pattern. They think that they know every damn thing. They don't know shit. They're still trying to figure out why uh, Wagner was, quote unquote, running a coup on Putin, even though there was no coup. There was even no threat of a coup. They just moved. They just drove their forces right into Belarus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Question. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Go ahead. Do you think they're activating any of the legacy 
weapon system guys to bolster european security in general or because it, it's my understanding that like the european military works maybe like 35 hours a week and they don't really kind of take it seriously dude i don't even know man i don't like, even they, know they have like, the workers rights and everything over there i mean uh, what how much training are you really doing with a bunch of 20 year old soldiers if you're doing 40 hour work weeks i mean come on like in construction you got to do 50 or 60 just to get ahead of the game you know like it's europe i can't europe is about to experience a giant intifada which is and we saw the preview of that and that's still going on in france by the way it hasn't stopped like it, it it calmed down a little bit it hasn't stopped like there's there's church burnings that are going on this, this hasn't this none of this calmed down so it, it, this is also happening in switzerland it's happening in austria it's happening in the rhineland it's southern bavaria right this is these is happening in the netherlands and this is mutually exclusive from all this stuff by the way it, it's not interdependent on russia versus nato csto versus nato china versus nato apparently which i didn't know nato was in the pacific but whatever um nah man it, so to your question about are they bringing back legacy um guys pulling dudes out of retirement I, i'd say if if they were doing that they're throwing a shitload of money their way um but it's Raytheon that, that's throwing them the money. It ain't the countries. It's, it's right. not the country because that's not how it works. Like Germany is not going to go and say like, hey, we need for the United States to give us, you know, X number of Patriot battery system operators. No, that's, that's not how it works. So when they when they purchase that weapon system, like the, the uh, Iron Dome, for example, when Israel purchased the Iron Dome, Right, that system. Raytheon built it. Raytheon maintains it. And in the agreement, Raytheon says we will provide X number of technicians to work on it. And that's that. Like it's that it's that's it. Like long and short, right there. So um that that's what they're doing. It, you gotta remember, man, like the situation in Europe is pretty dire. We a decade ago, we moved first infantry or uh, well, first infantry division too. first armored division, first infantry division. Um, we moved those guys out of Germany. We moved them back to the United States and we re greatly reduced our presence our, our actual manpower footprint in Europe, this army Europe. You know, like that happened a decade ago, okay. a little over a decade ago. And people people don't remember that. Like we, so okay. 173rd is still there. Um, and third ACR is there and there's, there's another striker unit. I don't remember what it was called. I got, you know, I, I've got a uh, operation Atlantic resolve pulled up here, the Wikipedia page for it. So kind of take that at face value. Hey, I got a guy but, here um, who's telling me in a, in a, in messages that the IRR call-ups in the army are all CBRN MOSs. I don't know how he knows that, but uh, if true, I, I buy it. yeah, Seaburn. If true, which, uh, yeah, that, chemi chemical, biological, indicator. radiological, and nuclear. I yeah. mean, uh, 
I, I mean, I'm not disputing that at all. I, I have zero information to doubt that. I have zero reason to doubt that. Like that, that sounds plausible. That yeah, um, that makes sense given the situation. So yeah. Now I don't know why they would scoop up all the Seaburn guys and send them to Europe. That's kind of. Uh, I think I, if I this there's certain Seaburn guys that actually serve as like, um, they do like the the cloak and dagger shit like. Uh, doing the smoke generators for the for the humvees where they produces all the smoke and smokes out like half a city for the invasion and then they uh they were running other stuff like the um like the um i can't remember there's another system it makes it could be trainers too you know yeah i don't know man that the only thing i can think of because seaburn Seaburn, when they're attached to medical units, are tasked with cleanup from potential incidents. But that's that's the only thing that I could think of. Maybe they, maybe they think is that. I mean, I'm shooting. I remember reading a book about the invasion, and they sent in a a chemical core unit to with the Humvees that had the big smoke generators on them for a tank maneuver across one of the rivers. Um, but, but I mean, that's not very technical. You wouldn't need to recall people for that. Um, Mm -mm. but they do stuff like that. I mean, they have more tools than just, you know, mop suits, um, and Geiger counters. The amount of water it takes to decon a single Bradley is more than what you have in a, uh, hippo trailer just for a heads up. It's a shitload of water. Yeah. The the only thing that I could think of is uh, Zafarisa nuclear power plant. They're anticipating something happening there, um, which honestly, like that pegs the Carver meter for me. Uh, Carver criticality for for those of you who don't know Carver criticality accessibility, recognizability, vulnerability, effect, and recuperability. Uh, so you you whenever you're uh, planning a attack on something as well as a defense of something we use Carver and there's a matrix right it from zero to five on uh, you know how you know what what basically all using all those categories like five maxes it out and um, you know you you want to attack the thing that's got the the greatest uh, numbers the greatest score on your Carver matrix. And, um, you know, that, that's that's how you plan things in unconventional warfare, but then turn around in conventional warfare and defend those those targets. Um, so it pegs that meter. I mean, we had Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, the friggin uh, the the lispy angel of death, the, 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 the friggin uh, death merchant himself was out there you know, literally saying something to that effect and mentioned Zafarisa nuclear power plant by name. Um, so, you know, that, that guy creeps me out. South Carolina, I don't know what's wrong. Like, why, why can't you get rid of this dude? You know, but again, I mean, he's part and parcel. Like, he, he's in on the whole Biden game. I don't care, you know, what, what anybody thinks. Like, there's no Republican or Democrat. There's haves and have-nots. He's a have. Right. He's he's part of that category. The Bidens are part of that category. They're they're in a club and you and I ain't in it. 
Um, but let's get going. Uh, very rude to our other guests in here. We've been talking for almost an hour now, and I have not even introduced them. Patriot man, what's up, brother? Howdy, howdy. Sorry, I was uh, looking up their uh, mirror safety affiliate link. Um, <clears throat> I'm doing fantastic, man. Uh, like I said, I was a little late tonight. I uh, hit the gym, and then I was doing some yard work. Had to move some lumber around. Um, but uh, glad to be here. You know, sitting here listening to all this, there's a couple um, a couple observations, and I had uh, one kind of question to the group that kind of goes along with this, and, and I don't want it to take up too much time. Uh, the, the first observation is that, you know, I've been following the the Ukraine conflict from the beginning with the footage in particular, and and so you know it's it it's seeing what you know we, we we've seen these two units these two sides go from never fighting something like this before to the experience to what happens when one side has the hard the hard stronghold to one side so it's been interesting to watch just from that perspective. But to your point about signals intelligence, yeah, I mean, w- what are the Lancets targeting? I mean, what are the targeted HIMARS aiming at? MLRS and radar systems. That's what they're really going at. I mean, at this point now, there's no air cover, and you were mentioning about combined arms movement, which, again, I'm a civvy, but I know a little bit about. You know, they don't have that, so Russian and Ukrainian drones are just flying around finding targets and just painting them and just blowing them up. And and they're really looking for these radar and, and, and MLRS systems. So that was interesting. And then when your observations lined up with what I've seen in all of the Telegram channels and all of the kind of open source videos been reduced by both sides too. I mean, it's not just, you know, Russian propaganda or Ukrainian. I mean, they're both aiming for the same things on each other's side, um, which is interesting. The other thing I'll note is that, you know, we've been having this long discussion about the IRR and, and everything going on. Um, apparently, it's very popular because the three things that are trending on Twitter right now are infantry ready reserve, armed forces to active duty, and operation land resolve. So it's interesting that this is not something that's one of those things that, you know, we like to talk about Thursday nights and Friday night in the political world. It's like the, 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 the news dump day where everything they don't really want to have in the news gets dumped. Because you hit the weekend, they're not going to talk about it, and come Monday morning, it's forgotten. Um, it's interesting to see that they they did this in such a way that it's being talked about everywhere, and that leads me to my question. Um, <clears throat> so, seeing this IR call up, could that be something where you know all we've seen in the news is recruitment, recruitment, recruitment? It's down. Everything sucks. Uh, we have these, you know tranny leaders who were doing xyz we have they apparently don't have to do fitness standards anymore <clears throat> and so the question is oh, is it some that major no oh, that that <laughs> fucking major that made me want to throw up um is this kind of a thing where trump you know remember when trump had covid and we basically had all the continuity government planes up where we're like hey our leader is sick but do you want to fuck with us right now like do you think that it could be something like that where you know Biden slips up and says, hey, man, we've spent a lot of ammunition, a lot of our ammunition in Ukraine. Um, and 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 so we really basically he's telegraphing. We can't even really def- we, at most we can defend ourselves. We can't defend an island that's however many thousands of miles away. Do you think it was more a posturing thing or do we think that this is actually like, hey, we're getting ready to fight? 
because my first thought when I saw it, I mean, I literally scrolled past it and I saw Clay Martin had posted about it and a couple other guys had posted about it. I was like, it's posturing. But then some of them are starting to comment on it and the comments tonight from you guys who know what they're talking about, it just makes me wonder whether it's posturing or whether it's something else. So, you know, I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that, whether it was it was something we're like, hey, we're like a porcupine bristling our, our, our spines and saying, hey, come at us. Or is it really like, hey, we're desperate? Nah, it's, it's desperation, man. Like 100 percent. But I, I it's, it's absolutely zero doubt they they are looking at this. There's, somebody is looking at this. And said, oh, shit, we don't have, we're, we are critically short in this, this, and this. And it's just a knee-jerk reaction. All of this stuff's a knee-jerk reaction. Like, think about it, man. Like, when, when all this Ukraine nonsense got going two years ago, like when it, it got going the second time around two years ago. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, if we just give them, well, I mean, we, we did a whole Sons of Liberty on it. We, I mean, we, we were talking about this. Johnny, you were talking about their... Uh, the the bases in the Arctic that Russia was building, and you know we we were, we were diving into this stuff, you know, long before it was cool, man. And um, yeah. they, you know, they, they were like, oh, we're gonna send we're gonna send this many munitions, and and you know, we knew that it was small D's, AT fours, and javelins. All right, that was that was primarily what they were sending, and they're they're doing this to to stifle any chance of an invasion. All right, which I mean, you know, they, they did the best they could, but you know, that's only going to carry you so far. And yeah. we telegraphed our intent because we're not, truth be told, man, like big picture things, we're not that good at what we do. Like, really, yeah. we're, we're not that good at what we do, man. I, I hate to break it to anybody out there that's like Pollyanna, you know, America, fuck yeah. Like, any, no, man, like, we are not that good at what we do. We just spent, 20 years, 20 years, right? Iraq and Afghanistan. We didn't win in Iraq. We didn't win. We did not win. I was there twice, okay? Twice. We didn't fucking win, okay? We did not fucking win. We did not have a plan. We didn't have anything that, that really was a tangible objective. We were just there. And Did that had a lot of Man, that audio is fucking shitty. It's fucked, boys. Yeah, we can't. Uh, we can't hear you. Nope, it is. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, you sound like R two D two right now. Just, just so we're clear. We're here in the Matrix. Drunk R two D two. The Matrix. No, Scott. So, so. 
I, so I, I, I'm glad because I, I didn't really know what to think when I saw that. <clears throat> so, you know, obviously, I'm literally the only civilian on this call. So, which I say all the time because I want to make it clear that I am the only civilian here. Um, so I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> what was that? You're a citizen, not a civilian. Well, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. Um, I've seen you put. <laughs> I do put the shopping cart back. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I was just curious about that. That was my, my number one thing when I was hearing everyone talk about this, um, you know, in, in leading up to 15, 58 minutes in. I was just, I, I didn't know if that was maybe a possibility, but it seems like it's not. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's, you know, a little bit of, you know, a heightened security. If you're at, you know, one level of, of heightened security, maybe you go to the next level because something is amiss. So, and, and I'll leave it at that for now so we can get to uh, everyone else. And Scout, if you're talking, I can't hear you. Can anyone else hear Scout? Nope. All right. All right. So, Oh, he's back. Um, back. Yeah, he's back. All right, here we go. Yeah, I dropped out. Anyway, I was talking about that uh, the Brigadier General that went on Twitter, right? This is absolutely unheard of that, that you would have a, a general officer do this. But um, he goes on Twitter, and he is he's literally simping for this female, right? And, and it was in response to a guy who's no longer in the Army, right? He's a senior NCO in SF. And he's pointing out something that's fucking true, man. It's fucking true, right? And, and and you, dude, you've got all these people like, man. You can you can agree, disagree, whatever, but like, it's a public square, man. And nothing that that guy said was wrong. But you got a brigadier general that's weighing, you know, this is bullshit. These and he's a, a deputy division commander. Like these yeah, people I, are. I more, remember that. These, that was a yeah. Matt, these people—they are more married to their political objectives, and and kissing the ring of of progress or whatever the hell it is they want to call it than they are winning wars. They're not concerned with winning wars, man. They're not concerned with that because they they're stuck in this feedback loop where like, oh, well, we've got this new system that's so badass. Oh, well, how much does it cost? Well, here's your kickback, right? That's that's all it is, man. That's all this shit is. It's really sad. It's really, really sad, but that's exactly what it is. And I'm telling you, you know, the, the chart of Chinese steel production and oh, I Western saw that, steel yeah. production. That's true. Like, that's, that's not made up. That's not bullshit. That's not like, oh, you know, people cheerleading China, poo-poo on the U.S. I want my country strong. I am a nationalist. All right. I, I am an American nationalist. I think the United States and the United States Constitution is the best form of government, individual freedom and sovereignty that has ever been designed in, in, in the history of the world. We are the pinnacle of it. There is something that made us what we are, and it is this wonderful nation. Right? Is this wonderful nation. But, the, but they, these people are not nationalists. They are internationalists. And they sold us out under NAFTA. And and the thing is, is that this corruption runs so deep and nobody's ever called them on their bullshit. Look at what we're protecting. Look at what they're protecting. Look at this. Look at this. Look at look at the Bidens. 
Look at that. Look at look at the sound of freedom and all the pushback it's getting from the the quote unquote intellectual elites, right? What does that say about them? Anybody that had any moral decency would say no. You know, yeah, this this is a really good movie, and we need to take a stand against this. But they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. And what does that tell you about them? What does that tell you about all that? And so, no, it, it's I'm I'm sorry, like. It's, it's not okay. Um, that's what I was saying in the very beginning. That recalling these guys. Who the fuck wants to fight for that? Who wants to... Who, who? While his audio is cut out, he's right, you, you know. You need to get your ass so that you see the error of your ways. Because you are not concerned with what the American people want, for sure. Like, that's that's obvious. That is obvious. Anyway, uh, man, I could I could really rant for a while on, but Mechmedic haven't have introduced you yet, brother, and you've you've sat there patiently. What's well, up, you man? Know, I was just uh, busy packing my bags to report to the armory at zero four. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you serious? No, that was that was a joke. That was. No, I, I saw joke. it in the comments. I thought you were yeah, serious. Was, no, fuck no. Oh. They'd have to send the FBI to come get me. I'm saying that now on record. Fuck you. Well, they, they might. They might. Christopher Ray. It'll, be the, it'll, be, it'll be the fastest the fastest fucking chapter case they've ever seen. See, <laughs> they won't chapter. They call him no sweat medic. Because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 I'll show up drunk every day. I will not cut my hair. I will not shave. They'd be like, do push-ups. You'd be like, they're called Earth Downs, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I have a religious exemption from everything. <laughs> like, you have a religious I mean, exemption I... from what? From everything. Everything. From literally everything. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm for the vaccine. Yes. So I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get kicked. I was it was close. There was a couple times where I thought I was going to get kicked out for the vaccine shit, and I I didn't. Yeah, because I had a pending religious exemption. But no, I uh, I, I spent most of today uh, uh, wrenching on a on a vehicle replacing a uh, a shift solenoid. So I'm I'm currently covered in sweat and, and oil and grease and enjoying some some Bushmills ah. black on ice. Oh, very nice. Man, it it was a hot damn day to be working on a car. Especially in a shop with no AC. Oh, oh fuck that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I stood up and like you could see the sweat like just beating up. And I was like, oh boy, this is fun. Jeez, dude. So yeah. <sighs> I don't know how my own. I mean, if you can't right if you can't be handsome, you gotta be handy. This is true. This is true. So <laughs> I, I spent all day long in a four-foot ditch in the middle of a golf course with not a single fucking tree around putting in a sewer line and welding HDPE pipe together. And boys, it was like 100 degrees and 100% humidity in, in the area I was in today. I'm fucking toast. God. Man. That's rough, bro. That's rough. Dude, it, Man, I was grading. I was up on the tractor. I was, was grading. It was nice. 
Yeah, I saw those pics with the little boy up there with you. That was one of the yeah, most yeah. adorable fucking things I've seen. <laughs> Teaching him how to drive. He's, you know, he he's he started kindergarten and he he's, I know. Daddy, can I drive? Yes, you can, son. Yes, you can. I'm going to see him in about uh oh, about 9 days or so. Yeah. Yep, yes you will. Yes, you will. I tell I, I was showing him how to use draft control, you know, so you, you're lowering the three-point hitch, and I was teaching him, all right, now, you know, you, you watch when your blade is on the ground. You don't want to be scraping too much, but just enough, That's and in, in let the tractor do most of its own work. You don't want to, you don't want to run it too hard. Just let it, let it go on its own, you know, and, and um, just teach him little things, you know, little, little stuff like that, and, um, Dude, I'm gonna tell you, like, that's uh, that's one of those things. Like, you, you're you're teaching kids survival skills because how many kids out there don't know how to drive a tractor? Don't know they Well, I, actually, let's just let's take it take it back another few steps. How many people out there don't even kids don't even know where their food comes from? Like, I would wager to bet there's a lot. You know, like they, they have no idea, you know, and, and, um, teaching him to, to butcher animals already, like teaching him to butcher chickens. Um, you know, Hey, this is like when, when we were raising meat chickens, we had a, a giant flock of meat chickens and, um, you know, it, and, and he wanted to name one of them. I was like, nah, you, you know, you're not naming it. It's not a pet. We're going to eat this bird. And he kind of, he didn't really understand at first. And then, then he was good with it. You know, then he was good with it and, and did really well. Um, his skills like that, like how, I mean, people talk a big game in the, like in the prepping community and whatever they, they talk all this, you know, like, Oh, well, when the time comes, when the time comes, I'll do this. When the time comes, I'll do that. Nah, it, it, look, if you ain't doing it now and you're not getting into that lifestyle now, I got news for you, man. Like, this it is it, the learning curve is steep. Yep. And it ain't for everybody, you know? And, and you, you'll, the biggest thing you'll realize is that you don't have enough time in the day to do all the things. Like, you, you don't. It's, you, you just don't, man. Like, I wake up every day at six and get to work start trying to answer emails and i'm still like i still got emails i got to get to from the 6th of january or uh 6th of january <laughs> next topic that is the next topic uh the 6th of july like i have got people that emailed me from back then i just like i ain't had time to get to it on top of all the orders on the store and you know doing that and i mean i have i have a big family that all lives around me and you know, they, we, it, it, the store is a family effort. Like brushbeater.store is a family effort. Like people, people are highly complimentary of uh, the fast shipping times and, and everything. I mean, you know, I pack up some orders in the morning and then the rest of my family jumps in on it and um, you know, they're, they're doing that. And so you, you are supporting a veteran owned family enterprise. Like that's, that is what it is. And, and I mean, you know, I, I don't, um, 
it, I mean, it's growing by leaps and bounds. So, you know, I'm probably going to have to hire some people that aren't family members in the near future, uh, which is, you know, good. I, I'm, I'm happy to help the community, you know, giving, giving people good jobs and, uh, and, and what have you and your support out there, you know, y'all support definitely is, uh, is made all this, what it is. The biggest thing for me, the learning curve with all that is, dude, I, I, it, no matter how much I seem to order of products, I can't order enough. It's like y'all, y'all are like a pack of wolves on, on all the things. Um, so dude, it, it's, I mean, I, I mean, I'm honored by that. Please don't, don't, don't take that as any other way. I am, I am very honored by that. And that is a, a strong, uh, compliment. That's the strongest compliment I can give to this community because you, you have taken what is, what was literally a garage enterprise and in about three months time, four months time, you have made this a, just something way bigger than I ever imagined it could be. Uh, so, you know, thank you. Uh, that's, that's all I can say. And um, I want to point something out here before we jump into talking about uh, the FBI director perjuring himself multiple times today under oath. Um, the IR lasers. So yesterday I literally got cleaned out. Um, the first run I had 10 in stock. Uh, that was literally all that I could get to, by the way, they, um, like literally, uh, the, the operation behind the scenes uh, of the guys that, that, uh, the, the company that's producing the designated IR, um, that was literally all they had. Like I, I bought all of the IR lasers that they had. And I ordered more than that. And those are, I think, about a week and a half out on production. So they, but I ordered more than that when I placed the original order and they were 30 days out when I, I ordered them and I bought all that they had in stock. You guys bought all of them. You bought all of them. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that I was going to be sitting on those things for a little while and uh, didn't. And it's just like, whoa. Um, so uh, talk to the owner of the company. Going to try and get uh, more in stock. Try and try and get uh, excited on the production. Um, but again, it's going to be about 30 days out. The next batch are coming in in about a week and a half, maybe two weeks at the most. And the ones that I have placed the next order for are about a month from today uh, from being in stock. So. I'm telling you that because a lot of people have emailed me about it, asking questions. I fielded your questions and, and answered them. Um, but yeah, that batch is sold out and I'm going to get the next ones in when they're in. You can sign up for the email list on the store, brushbeater.store. You can click on the, the individual products when they say they're sold out. You can get an email notification on that and uh, it'll tell you when they're back in stock. But I, I think that demand on these is only going to go up from here. And, um, there's, there's going to be some notable people out there that are going to be doing videos on them in the near future as well. Uh, so, uh, the crew from tactical rifleman, they're going to be talking about it soon. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm really honored by that as well. So, uh, yeah, they, it's, if you want one, and I think that you absolutely should, this is the best deal going in our lasers. This thing is as cool as the purse four is or, or was, I mean, I, I have a few of them. Um, and I thought they were a killer deal for an IR laser. This thing blows it out of the water. 
like in every in every category. Really, it's American made. So yeah, oh yeah. Let me tell you too that if you if you <laughs> are wondering if you need a, a one-time pad generator, you do. Uh, and and brushbeater.store is a place to get it. Yep. So. And, and yeah, you just got twenty more. Of them in. You're saying it blows the purse four out of the water. And I have a purse four set in my rifle that I'm looking over there right down to the left. That's saying a lot because that is a damn good laser for that price. So I am quite excited to see how. The, how the so what the biggest thing I'll tell you about it is how low it sits on a rail. Um, you know, I, I was talking about this with uh, Brian Morris earlier today, and and uh, he was handling. And he was like, "Man, I really like this setup." Um, AK with an Ultimac rail. Um, there's really no good way to run an IR laser on an AK that's not kind of kludgy. Like you, you got to run it on one side or the other, and it's it's not real conducive to, uh, especially when you're talking about how the you know with an AR. Typically, you know, we, we always put an IR laser, you know, up front where you can index it with your support hand uh, ambidextrously, like either either hand I can can index that laser and it's nice and balanced. Everything is balanced on the gun. Well, there's not really a good way to do that previously with with the AK. And that's because the IR laser itself sits up too high. Like it, it's, it's going to block your optics. And so the only thing that you, you uh, really have to do to, to uh, overcome that is either mount your IR laser in kind of a out of the way, you know, on one of the sides, I really don't like doing that. Um, or using a riser with your optic. And at that point you're getting so far above the bore that, I, I, I'm not a fan because uh, you're, you're going to end up getting like a chin weld instead of a cheek weld. It doesn't feel natural to me. I don't shoot well like that. And, and I've, you know, I think I know what I'm doing with an AK and um, at least, you know, I, I think so. Um, trained, trained a lot of people uh, internationally, you know, Afghans, Iraqis, Americans. I've trained a lot of people uh, to shoot the AK. So I, I, I know a little bit about it. This thing sits so low on the rail because the laser emitter is off to the right side. And so ambidextrously, you can index it uh, from either hand on an Ultimac rail and the red dot. So running like a uh, Aimpoint T1, T2, or a, uh, uh, Holosun, uh, 403 series, you know, mini red dot. You have that out there. You don't need a riser to run it. It, everything is, is sits real, real low and it's not obscuring your field of view. To me, that's a game changer. Um, that the laser is, is great. It's crisp. It's clean. Um, the IR laser looks great on it. It, it's uh, the build quality is on par with the PEC 15. Um, you know, it's it's literally the same polymer as the PEC 15. And I like the zeroing mechanism a little bit better. It's it's harder to uh, to knock this one off zero than uh, PEC 15 is. PEC 15 is, is really good, but it does have some drawbacks. Uh, so um, anyway, it, it's I expect that to be back in stock again uh, in about a week, week and a half. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to be coordinating with, with, uh, the company producing that, 
Um, tomorrow, again, I'm going to get on the horn with them just to get an update, to give you guys a, a hard uh, date on when they're going to be in my hands. Uh, so, you know, you can, uh, you, you can get your hands on them. But uh, anyway, shifting gears, right? Shifting gears. We've been talking about gear and um, weapons and, and all that. I feel like I've been talking about this all day. Um, but uh, let's talk about the FBI director, uh, Mr. Christopher Ray, who was a Trump appointee. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that as a criticism of, of Trump, but it is a fact. He appointed this guy. He put this guy in. And, um, you know, he, he didn't just pull him out of thin air either. He, he definitely, this is, you know, Ray is, is part and parcel of the operation. Uh, so there were a number of statements that were put out by the Federal Bureau of Investigations, um, press organization, their, their, um, press office that, that, you know, no doubt runs Twitter, uh, runs their Twitter account and probably all their other social media accounts as well. Um, basically saying that they never went after school board parents. Uh, so the parents like in Luton County, Virginia, um, Charlottesville, Virginia, basically, you know, right, right around Northern Virginia, that they never went after them, right? They never went after them. They never opened investigations on them. We know that this is a lie. Okay. We know this is a lie. Everybody knows that this is a lie. Any, anybody with the eyes to see it knows they are lying through their teeth about this. They absolutely did. Christopher Ray said that didn't happen. That is a lie. And he knows that that's a lie. Okay. Christopher Ray also said, also said that the FBI did not conspire with social media to stifle free speech in an effort to censor anyone who disputed the results of the 2020 election, who disputed the fact that election integrity was in jeopardy, and anyone who they deemed as uh, questioning the official narratives regarding COVID-19, the origin of the COVID-19 virus, and anyone who was, quote-unquote, spreading disinformation. I was a victim of this, by the way. This podcast was a victim of this. This happened to us on YouTube. This is why there are no new episodes that have been posted on YouTube in a long time right now. This is also why I am not uh, posting any videos currently on YouTube because not that I had before, but I have many that I'm planning on doing. I haven't been doing it because I currently have still have two strikes. Uh, on YouTube and cannot pro, uh, produce any new content. And I know, I know Rumble and all that. Yeah, I get it. Rumble's not perfect either. And I don't really like the other video options either. Uh, so, you know, it, but anyway, it, that's another conversation for another day. Uh, but we know that that's, that's two lies, right? The going after parents for speaking out at school board meetings the investigation of those parents that were opened up at the federal level that is not that has absolutely nothing to do with any sort of federal crime or federal case they have absolutely no jurisdiction there and yet they opened it up anyway that was a local matter local matter only but they usurped that local authority all right which is something the fbi has a a uh, very interesting history of doing over and over and over again all right 
So they did that. They lied about the censorship. And finally, finally, most notably, they lied saying that they did not have any informants or prior knowledge that January 6th was going to happen. Meanwhile, very interestingly, Ray Epps has become a media darling and has been uh, featured very prominently in the New York Times and uh, the Guardian and several other uh, very left-leaning, uh, mainstream left-leaning mainstream media outlets. And uh, really, he was, he was getting the interviews and MSNBC and all the things. And now, now, just on the heels of these Christopher Ray statements, now Ray Epps, who is suing Fox News, by the way, for defamation. And the discovery phase of this court case is going to be very interesting. But he is now facing some very minor incitement charges. Very minor, very minor. I wonder if he's going to get the 18 years that his good friend Stuart Rhodes got. We shall see. Uh, anyway, these are three very clear, very obvious cases of perjury. Uh, you know, do I think anything will happen? No, no. Uh, th this You have to re remember, this is an administration and this is a government that is completely above the law, is lawless, has zero regard for what you and I think, because whatever the truth is, is what they tell us it is. And that is all that they are concerned about. So with that said, and in light of all this, guys, what are your thoughts? What are your responses to this and these revelations? Same old song and dance. We've seen this a million yeah. times by people on the stand. You know, like, I don't recall. I don't know. I wasn't aware of that. Like, it, it's the same old shit over and over and over again. Um, and that's just not going to stop. Um, not anytime soon, at least. I'm glad to see that guys like Matt Gates, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of him in every way, but I, I'm a fan of people being willing to grill these people and literally call them out. Like, look, everybody knows you're lying. I mean, he said that in the uh, testimony Matt Gates did. He was like, the millions of people that are going to watch that are watching this or are going to watch this know you're lying. You know you're lying. I know you're lying, but you're still lying. And I, I think that's headway in a sense, um, that they're actually being called out uh, in a meaningful way uh, instead of just like the pundits saying the same thing over and over again. Because um, that, you know, the media, like you can have the six o'clock news talk about it, but when you have a government official in the committee calling them out during the hearing, that kind of changes the game a little bit and i know that's probably happened before i don't pay much attention to that because like i said it's just same old song and dance every time you just get the same guys going up there and all they do is admit nothing deny everything and make counter accusations that because that's what they're told to do um and like i said that's just never going to change I, I i think Yeah, I think that everyone's all excited about how he got grilled, but I, what what's going to come of it? 
literally nothing. Uh, and if you don't at this point believe that the FBI are the are the secret police, uh, I can't help you, right? Um, I just think everyone needs to understand that, that they're going to lie to you. They're not going to care. They're not going to submit to oversight. And they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. And you need to plan accordingly. Yeah, 100%. They, they, they're not going to stop. Like, we, we know this. Uh, guys, of your thoughts? I don't believe... I mean, Matt Gates is kind of like the guy that roasts these guys. He's been doing it for a while now. Nothing ever comes of it. So, you know. Well, same shit, different day. I did see some interesting people in some of these photos, though. I mean, they're, they're really. Uh, I mean, he got caught red handed. They, they have. People were running counterintelligence ops on his guys the whole time, and they got caught multiple times. They just haven't admitted who was a spy yet. When you when you start doing the point and fingers thing at each other, you start figuring out who the spies are. And so they haven't, you know, revealed all their cards yet. Um, but like I saw people in the background of some photos, and I'm like, oh, like this is funny. But yeah, you know. It, it, Still, though, I mean, you know, fuck it. You know, if that was private paratrooper, he'd be fucking getting kicked out of the army and have a, you know, bad record. And they would have, you know, I mean, but it's, you know, the FBI director and he just getting paid. And is, well, you know, you say that and it's interesting to point out that that three intelligence Marines were magically charged with a crime there and got some sort of a really small sentence. I think it's because a bunch of people like you saw a photo and said, huh, those three guys are from the second Mar Div S2 shop. What are they doing there? Oh. Uh, uh, no, I didn't recognize that. But the- That's a good point, though. Yeah, look it up. It's a uh, it's a fact. Three uh, intelligence marines. Well, so the way I the way I read this is, and you know, I, I'm going to tell you right now that half of my points right now are coming from the XYL, who, uh, as we started talking about this topic, she popped in and was asking what I wanted on my nachos that she's making, and um, I started talking about what we were, what we were talking about, and you know, she said, you know, basically, you know, he he, he he's run his course. You know, they used the heightened emotional state and they milked the person in the story for, oh, he's mistaken identity. And and you notice this in the news reports, and someone pointed this out on Twitter, where, you know, it was, oh, the insurrection this, the insurrection that. And Ray Epps, he's, he's, you know, he's this innocent dude just caught up in it, blah, blah, blah. Even though the video evidence tells us he's absolutely fucking not. He was the one being like, hey, let's go fuck shit up. So... Once that emotional state was gone, and now kind of, you know, you have it where the lectern guy got off with a little bit, you know, Mr. Viking master dude got off with a little bit because of the footage that came out, he's no, no longer useful, so he, he goes away. So now it becomes page seven on New York Times where it's like, hey, this dude got rolled up. And um, and that I think that's one of the reasons why he knew it was coming, and he said he was going to sue Fox News, so his 
story stays in the news because he's like, man, I I probably took a job with the FBI being like, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then all of a sudden he gets called on video because this dumbass during COVID doesn't wear a mask. And at, the, at some point they're like, look, we're getting too much heat. We can't, we have to jettison this dude. Like he's expendable and we'll deny everything and everything he ever talked to us about or know about is now gone. Right. It's the same thing with BLM. I mean, it, it, today is like the 10th anniversary of the first time BLM um, hashtag was used. Those guys got jettisoned. They were useful for a while. They got jettisoned. Ray Epps was useful. He was being protected. There was a reason why no one was even talking about him. And then when they started talking about him on the back end in the last couple days, if you noticed, and, and I can't find the retweet right now. I've been searching for the past five minutes. They were pointing out that no longer was it a genuine sixth uh, insurrection. It was a counter-protest. So the language on MSNBC, NBC, Fox News, and CNN all changed from an insurrection to a counter-protest or counter-demonstration. They're trying to solve for the blow for the dude. And that told me right there, between that and the point that the XYL was like, no, this is obviously just them milking them for the for what they needed for, and now they're gone. I mean, that's my take on it. I mean, this dude is just gone. Yeah, definitely, man. Johnny, was it you? It is an interesting point that you brought up, Patriot Man, on uh, regarding the, uh, uh, the the Viking dude, right? The what I, I don't even remember what the guy was called. He what he was calling him. So the the shaman that that's what it was. The QAnon shaman. I knew it it would come to me. But um, Johnny, you I remember when all that went down, man, and like right after that, you sent me a very interesting photo of that guy and a rather we'll say well known to some people. Uh, well known news lady face uh who who were hanging out together and it's just like hmm well Uh, he was a known leftist by the way yeah yeah Yeah, it's kind of interesting man you know so i man the the j6 thing i had a friend tell me that there was like I know this is going to sound nuts, but he said that they've caught German intelligence and Italian intelligence and Israeli intelligence running around instigating stuff. Uh, there were a bunch of like hotel rooms that were robbed at the time. And, you know, there were like police officers and intelligence guys like in the buildings around the the um, square and stuff like they, you know, they put police in those buildings and half of those buildings in dc are empty and you know they just rent them out and put a bunch of police in them for this kind of stuff and um it's pretty straightforward stuff there's like you know for like j6 there would be like some police from all over the place and uh you know uh from like maryland they eventually brought in people from maryland virginia the national guard and all that but yeah they they anyway um moving along so I was told that, I mean, it was just a total clusterfuck and 
foreign governments and hostile intelligence agencies and corporate interests were they had their little spies running around everywhere and they, it was just like a huge out of control clusterfuck and that's why you saw over 200,000 twitter accounts just vanish um the next day uh or something the i'm sorry I'm getting some timelines mixed up a little bit. It's been years since I sat down and talked to people like that. But anyway, yeah, oh, yeah. these yeah. these guys were hanging out. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you don't hear about that, though. Like, but but Scout can confirm. I mean, I sent him a photo that is I mean, I got a million yeah. questions, right? Like what? Like and, and then you never talk about it. And I know for a fact that other news agencies have that photo. Okay, I know for a fact. Yeah. Why don't they ever talk about that? And it's because they're all keeping each other's secrets because they have photos of, and I, I have photos of other people that just never went anywhere. And I, I, I don't, I don't feel like digging through my phone for them and sending them to you. But you know that, like, you know, first taste is free, so they say. Like, I mean, I could send you a hundred of them, but those guys never ended up famous. That was the one guy that did. And it, it, but it's like, man, like, was it a setup or what? Like, did you? burn the guy did you you know uh, like i i have no idea man i mean it's just i, I even heard that you know nobody even died that day and that they you know like i mean i heard a lot of stuff that really really makes you scratch your head about J6. i mean ashley babbitt definitely definitely got shot okay that's that that definitely happened Okay. It's it's now. I mean, I I, I get what you're saying though. Like, there there's a reason that there's all that footage. Tucker got a hold of that footage, and then he got fired right after that. I mean, in a nutshell, that's what it is. You don't you you would not fire Tom Brady the day before the Super Bowl. That's just bullshit. You, you, no, you're not doing that. I'm talking about Pete Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's, it's not happening. So when, when they fired Tucker, that, that's like they're telling on themselves right there. You, you telling on yourself. You, you did it. You did all that. Um, but what I want to caveat that with, because I'm sure that there's probably somebody who's, and, and I'm. I am being a little bit vague about this photograph with the Q and on chairman. And I'm not going to say publicly who it was photographed with, um, but they won't just hanging out together. That was obvious in the photograph, by the way, they, they were not, they were not just like, Oh, Hey, this lady's on TV. Let's take a picture to get like that. Uh, uh-uh. no, they, they were an item. You draw some green lines to that photo. If you were, you know, yeah, the, you know how they draw the, yeah. line, the green line the theory. Line line. Yeah, it, yeah, look, yeah. it's and I got a whole series of these things. And it's like and my friends and I, we spent like weeks trying to just, and finally, I was just like, Look, dudes, I think you're cool, but man, you know, I know you're probably about ready to offer me a job or something, but I gotta, I can't. This is giving me a headache, and um. Yeah, and then I really talked to them much since. But fuck, dude, three years in DC was just a long time. But um, driving insane, man. 
Dude, I had I got that. hit on by dudes more than I got hit on by women there. Every bar no. in DC's got like tranny pictures all over it. There's whole bars in DC that are dedicated to communism. And I mean, I'll you know, if you're in the area, call me. I'll take you. I'll show you. Like it's I mean, it's like entire neighborhoods. Like it's crazy, dude. All right. I'm anyway. just saying, Johnny, you got you got that look to you, you know? Like he thought I, we forgot about him dude. bouncing at a gay bar. <laughs> there, but we never forgot. <laughs> we never forgot that. We could pretend like he was Somebody bouncing. <laughs> he was bouncing on something. Somebody was bouncing. <laughs> I want to take you to the gay bar. Gay bar. 15, 15 years ago when I was in Iraq, you know, I hadn't been with my unit very long. And and you know next thing over there and you know i'm i'm tall i'm up front i got a big machine gun right you know right you know so i oh, follow the platoon sergeant these days huh? i follow the platoon <laughs> sergeant in the PO everywhere because you know the guys that are six foot tall with machine guns look badass it's it's a vibe and um you know i kept getting offers from all the high value key leaders that we were meeting with they were high value targets but I'm sorry. They were key leader meetings. Um, they weren't high-value target introductions. And um, and so they kept trying to buy me for some fiki-fiki. I mean, they were, like, legit making offers. They Like, we'll put down our weapons, but you give us the song. <laughs> I was, like, not into that, dude. But, yeah. Yeah, this has been this has been a consistent theme in my life for a long time now. Have you wondered why... <laughs> yeah. I, 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 no, I don't. It's the rosy cheeks. I have no. I have no. Notice you didn't specify which cheeks. It's the rosy cheeks, right? Oh, oh goddamn! They get oh, rosy man. when they get yeah, smacked. Man, I got twenty minutes more left of this. Damn. Yes. Oh, you oh yeah. Hurt. You're fucked for the next twenty minutes, bro. A hundred percent murdered, fool. Oh man! Ah, as much you know, as I, nah, like make I mean, of making fun of Johnny, can confirm heterosexual. So I have a theory. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it enough times. We, we, I shared a hotel room with him. <laughs> Going to a NASCAR race, he never tried to. This is. This is based on facts. No, I would make excellent spy. I think I'm just too honest. The, 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 the honesty is the only hold me back. Right? I got no poker face, and I'm too honest. I, but I don't have a theory that, like, working at a gay bar, like a, a, a bar that it had gay people. Now they straight up do like drag shows and stuff. It was crazy. I, I was scared to say hi to her, and I was like, what? What is going on here? Um, man, it's gotten way gayer since. But the, the uh, it used to be a rock show, but then people stopped coming. Um, the uh, the best drugs. They not stepped on anywhere. They, they must be the one in the line. I wouldn't be surprised to find out. Um, of all the long conspiracy theories on the internet, I don't believe in ninety-nine percent of them. But if somebody were to say the K-Mafia runs the drug trade, I would 
Like, yeah, I believe that. they have the best dress for sure. Hands down. They're uncut, totally pure, delicious. All right. Well, yeah. Uncut and delicious. Uncut. <laughs> if you want to get if you want to get some fish scale that's totally 100% pure, go to the gay bar. It's fact. Johnny knows yeah, what you to talk about. You are not you helping from talking your case about. At all. He can't. He, he can't help it. being activated. <laughs> about gay bars. I was lost in the sauce earlier. I've been standing in the sun all day. Oh, I'm lost, had... lost in the sauce. You thought I was lost in the sauce. Johnny, Johnny, you are the poster child for the 82nd Airborne. You know that. I think that for, for everyone who's who's complaining about Johnny's audio, it's because at the moment he's in the Blue Oyster Bar. Uh, uh, yeah. and it's a little loud there. God, man. Uh, Johnny, you're <laughs> fucked. There's another 14 minutes of this. You're fucked. At least more than. It's fixing. No, Dude, a few it, nights. It's fixing the fight. A few nights, it was so cringy. Working there before I quit, I was like, "Man, where's the Orlando shooter?" No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh it got hard because he uh, he ran out of Vaseline. Jesus, Johnny! Oh, Johnny would come home and say, "Man, we got pounded tonight." We got pounded tonight. Shift gears, man. Let's shift gears. Let's let's talk about let's talk about something worthwhile, some quality entertainment here. Not not this, not this. <laughs> so we get, I can't. We we done with this. All right. So, crackheads get chased with drones, boy. <laughs> that shit was funny. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think there's ever been a sidebar in Radio Contra Sons of Liberty history. I don't think there's ever been a sidebar conversation that got more traction than that. Then the, the dude, I had people emailing me. I had a dude bring it up in class last weekend. Like this. Oh, is that's right, you song. did. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a dozen emails of that. I mean, like, holy shit, we did we had no idea this existed. This is great. The video of the guy waving the machete at the drone is probably the best. It, I mean, a crackhead with a machete, that that that's comedy gold that just writes itself anyway. Right? It just writes he's going he he is going to harm himself or others. Uh, and probably others after he harms himself, but you know it's, it's, it's just something to watch. And and the beauty of it is, is you can watch it from afar on YouTube. All this footage from this drone is completely free. I can't believe that they're not charging for this. It's it is this. Oh is shit! That one. Oh oh my lord! Yes, yes. <laughs> that shit is funny as fuck. <laughs> it is the best, dude. Watching, watching crackheads. Some of you out there, I get it. You're gonna say, "Oh, that's wrong. That's that's immoral to make fun of people." Nah, it's, uh, look, they didn't. They you didn't just wake up one day and become a crackhead. All right, and once you once you are on that crackhead the, uh, path, I'm sorry, you deserve what life gives you. 
because you could you could turn your shit around if you wanted to, but you're not. So suffer the rewards. You getting chased with drones, and we're all gonna enjoy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, me the we're we're gonna we're gonna shout out the normal humans. Two words, all caps. They're the guys that make these videos, and by far the first hand through your truck window, like seeing the crackhead doing their crackhead stuff on this on the street corner. But even then, man, like the guy, like the couple that's like throwing rocks and stuff at it. And like, you can see it like getting real low and then he's getting ready to throw a rock and he like shoots it up way up in the air so it doesn't get hit. Oh man, priceless. That's funny. Remember those dudes drove around Baltimore with paintball guns shooting homeless people and got arrested? Fuck, that was stupid. They I just put a it link and, down in the in the comments section so that people can. This is the volume three. It, this is just this, this. It's gold, man. It's gold. It, it, it's it's the greatest idea that anybody could could have come up with. Just chasing crackheads with drones, man, and just watching the fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the <sighs> poor schizophrenic just sit down and be like. They must sit down and be like, man, they really are. You know, the birds really aren't real. Flying after me. You know? I mean, it's schizophrenics, man. I, I feel bad for them. Because, well, in a way, I, I feel bad for them if they're actively seeking treatment. The, the tragedy is, is that they don't a lot of times. They 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 don't. They're not going to. And, and that's one of the big... Anybody that's ever worked with with uh, psychiatric cases knows, and and really anybody that works in emergency rooms, they they know that they get schizophrenic. So come in there all the time. Um, they're highly prone to drug abuse and homelessness, especially, and everything that comes with it. And it, it's because they, um, when they get into their depressive phases, because bipolar type two goes right along with schizophrenia. Um, they, they, you know, they're hand in hand. Usually, uh, schizophrenia is, is a mutually exclusive, uh, condition, but it, it certainly, they, they, they all go together. But, um, when they get into their depressive phase, they, and normally it's because they're, they're experiencing the ramifications of their manic phase where they empty their bank accounts and the high instability in life and everything else. And then they get super paranoid. That's where uh, schizophrenia is really setting in. They'll stop taking their medications. Um, they'll begin uh, self-medicating a lot of times. And, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it's a bad cycle. But the, the problem is, is that instability that's there, they're not listening to people that are trying to help them anymore. They, 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 that ship has, has sailed. And usually they put a significant amount of distance between themselves and any of their stabilizing factors. Um, it, it, it is sad on one hand when you see it, but at the same time, I mean, nobody is absolved from their behavior. Like, I don't care. It, it, the way they look at it is, is, is that somebody with, with a, a, uh, psychiatric condition like schizophrenia and then making an excuse for their behavior a lot of times to me that's the same as if i go out here and i do something really dumb and i'm like whoa i was drunk so what who gives a shit you did it right you still did it it, it does like that doesn't matter Wh whatever it was you did like you're not absolved from a responsibility 
of what you did because of a, a condition. Now, it's your duty to get straightened out. It's your duty to seek help for that. Yeah. And if you don't do that, well, then that's on you. Like, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not making excuses for these people. And I, I know a lot of people that are like that. Growing up, I knew a lot of people that were like that. They had all kinds of problems, you know, and and most of them that I can think of off the top of my head weeded themselves out of the gene pool early, unfortunately. And it's sad. It's sad, but it happens. Um, but it, as far as, you know, the, the things that they do to their families, the, the things they do to the people around them who do care about them, man, the hell with them. Um, I'm sorry. Like, just shrug my shoulders. It's, it's very hard for me to be sympathetic to somebody. I mean, my personal life experience has, has a lot to do with that, too. It's very hard for me to be sympathetic to somebody who you offer help to, and they just shoot your hand away over and over again. And then they rob people that, that are close to them. They steal from you. You can never trust them. They won't look you in the eye. You, you, you know, they lie to you repeatedly. No, nah, I'm sorry. No. Nah. Uh, so... Yeah, it's entertaining when you chase them with drones. Um, you, you know, people can say what they want. That's my opinion. I'm free to have it. It's a free country, damn it. At least around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, save the homeless people. Who's smashing all our windows and stealing yeah. my purse at night? You know, like, it's like you people are idiots. Like, no, no, but particularly for for me, I got a, I, I got a hard cut because I've experienced it before when someone is, is, you know, sitting there talking and, and, and trying to, you know, make it seem like they're the most persecuted person in the world. And then you find out they're just trying to manipulate you. I mean, to me, that is that 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 hurts, particularly if it's someone you you cared about, you knew and and just um I think that's the worst part of, of what Scout's talking about is that when you have that person who does that, that that su- it sucks. It fucking sucks. And and you just kind of deal with them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyway, uh, one hour, 52 minutes into the show. And last week we got cut off. Uh, cause we ran a little bit long, ended up getting cut off and I had to record just a few minutes left, uh, where we ran over on the show. But, uh, with that said, let's, uh, take the last seven minutes in here and you guys, what have you got going on? What are the updates to your training calendar and where can people find you? Well, I don't have any, uh, updates to the training calendar. I am working on scheduling some land nav classes, so... Uh, most will be in Michigan, although I've had one person reach out to me from Mississippi, so there might be some of that. Um, I will be uh, picking up Scott McCullough, the good colonel. Uh, oh, yeah, we're not supposed to say that. Uh, he'll be uh, arriving back in the U.S. on the 22nd. So we'll be coming to the G Camp uh, during the week of the RTO, advanced RTO class. And I believe Stan will be joining us. Hell, yeah. It's going to be a good time. Hell, hell, the gang's all here. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Right. I probably have the shortest conversation about this because obviously I don't run any training classes. Um, for me, um, you know, I'm using. I'm gonna be down. Whoever's gonna be the RTO course. Uh, I know. Just Dolio just mentioned about it. Um, I'll be there. 
uh, for all the days. It's going to be a good time. We're going to do a lot of training. It's going to be a refresher course for me. I, you know, I, I know my stuff about RTO. I ain't taken a course since May and August of 18. So, you know, even though I know kind of what's late and great and all this stuff, it's going to be a training course for me. I'm going to be a student just as much as anyone else learning all the new techniques. And uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the biggest thing for me, and this is something I have failed repeatedly over the past four or five months, do your cardio. Just yeah. do your cardio. That's all I'm going to say. Get yourself physically fit because lifting a bunch of shit is really cool. You know, it's really cool is being able to run 100 yards and get down and not have your heart rate be at 180 beats per minute and try to hit a target. So that's all I'll say on that. For show. Who's next? Um, I just picked up a bunch of stuff for building some Yagis. For, uh, well, myself Sweet. and, you know, bring down the class. We're going to test them out because I can only do so much testing up here. Um, yeah, we got class uh, weekend, August 5th and 6th for the tactical sign exploitation. Um, still a few slots left. If you can, definitely come on down. It's going to be a good time. You're going to learn a bunch. We're going to talk about some current events. And, of course, anybody that went to my last one knows, like, just because, like, official class is over, I'll talk second and stuff, like, all night. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, just doing my regular old 9 to 5, taking care of the, the homestead. And uh, do your push-ups, as always, and, like, Patriot man said, do cardio because that is probably the most important, to be honest. If you're like in decent shape, you're in decent shape, but your cardio that falls off real quick and it's hard to get it back. Yup. For show. Johnny. I am uh, no longer running training. So, uh, but check oh. out, check out, um, check madman's stuff i've learned a lot from madman i uh really knew nothing about that madman and i have been friends for like 25 years he, when he was in the army he never told anybody what he did um I, we all knew he was intel but we never knew and then next thing i know he's like yeah but i was you know you definitely want madman knows how to hunt somebody that he will teach you how to hunt somebody that is transmitting emf or something that is transmitting emf and uh and that's a very very useful skill and then but not only like how to hunt it but you don't have to hunt them down and kill them there's other things you can do to exploit your opponent and uh and that certainly takes longer to explain than a couple minutes yeah, and, and it ain't cut and dry easy neither. Like, you know, people oversimplify a lot of that stuff online, and they they're all full of shit. Um, if anybody tells you SIGINT is easy, they're full of shit. It's oh, yeah. that's too easy. I can intercept that. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Shut. Yeah, you ain't never done that. You full of shit. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not easy. Now, there's a lot of tools that can make things a whole lot easier. Spectrum analyzers being one of them. And I know a guy that's got some for sale, uh, but at, at the best price that you're going to find on the internet, by the way, 
shipped from here in the United States, stocked right here in the G camp. Uh, but I'll be having those at class too. So, you know, anybody that's, that's interested in picking up some. And, and anyone who's interested in getting one, just a two second uh, note. We had a, an article go up today about uh, how to program them. So anyone who's bought one is going to buy one. We have an article that went up by Grillo's, uh logistician and he's fantastic. And it was a good article. So just. Oh, yeah. Yeah, real, real quick and dirty on how to. Uh, so last, certainly not least, medical knowledge extraordinaire and one of the best instructors that I've ever seen teaching a class. And I'm dead serious when I say that. Um, Magmatic, man, you you are one of the, the most talented instructors in front of a group of people. You You are one of the very few people that I would say is just a natural. Uh, at, at being a teacher. And anyway, with that said, uh, dude, what you got going on? And I really, coming from you, I, I really appreciate that. That means, fuck, that means a lot. Um, <laughs> um, Bro, it's the truth. So we just finished the, a uh, couple weeks ago, finished the, well, fuck, almost a month ago, finished the Gorilla Clinic Foundations course. That one will offered until next year again. So just keep an eye out for that. But this year I have two more classes up on the schedule. I have a TC3, uh, November 4th to 5th, and then another Partisan Lifesaver, December 1st to 3rd. Uh, so if you're interested in either one of those classes, and those will be held here in the great state of North Carolina. So go ahead and check out my site and you can sign up for those. Uh, also have the second episode of the podcast getting posted up tomorrow morning. So if you follow me on Podbean, it'll get posted on there uh, and doing the Patreon as well. So I think the next class we have for Patreon is, let me check, the 26th of July. So go ahead and uh, search me on Patreon. Uh, it should just be Stuck Big Medical on Patreon and you can find me and you can get in on the, uh, the book club review. Right on. Right on. Anyway, I am getting the eviction notice. So it is last call for alcohol here in the Green Dragon Tavern. It has been a wonderful evening with all of you out there. Uh, keep your head on straight, but definitely also keep it on a swivel because things are escalating in the world. Get out there. Get the training. God bless. This is NC Scout out.